What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Earlier this week, Liz traveled to Highmark Stadium to meet with GM Kevin Johnson to learn more about what he does as a GM, changes to Highmark for 2019, new events, and more. It's a great interview. We learned a ton, and we hope you do too. Let's go! Can you believe that, guys? No, I mean, that, that is no, the craziest sequence of events we've seen in, all, in quite a period of time. In the top right corner, gentlemen, up to the middle. So I am in the room with Kevin Johnson, who is, I call you the GM of Highmark Stadium. So um, thanks for being on our show, and we're just going to cover some random things. We're going to cover things about your job, because we're curious about what exactly you do, because you're not, like you're affiliated with the Hounds, and you work for the Hounds, but you also do a lot of stuff at the stadium, Um, and the stadium's been really active over the last couple of years. Um, And then we also want to know, like, how you interact with the Hounds. So, Hi. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Good. You surviving the cold today? I am. I like the cold, like I mentioned, a little better than the rain, so I'll uh, I'll take this any day. Yeah, I think you're crazy. (laughs) All right, so our first question is, what are your daily activities um, as a general manager? Well, first off, before I answer that, I want to say thank you for having me on. It's my first time, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. So, So, uh, my daily activities as a GM. So, uh, just to give a little clarity um, and avoid confusion, Um, When it comes to the team and the personnel for the team, uh, Bob is almost like an acting GM uh, slash head coach. Um, When it comes to personnel decisions, uh, I don't uh, really do anything with the personnel decisions for the team. And I think the last thing anybody wants is an old uh, ex-college football player making personnel decisions for uh, a professional soccer team. So I mean, I'm sure there have been worse people making decisions. I I know there have, (laughs) for a fact. But, but, you know, Bob has... um, He's had years of experience, um, uh, wealth of knowledge, and you know he, at the end of the day, knows what he needs to put a great team together. And he's a proven, you know, guy when it comes to that. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, I really deal more with uh, the the four companies that are under this roof, uh, and I deal with the day-to-day operations, and all the front office staff uh, and personnel report to me. Okay. So we have um, the Riverhounds uh, SC. Uh, then we have the Riverhounds Development Academy, uh, the Food and Beverage Division, uh, and uh, last but not least, City View Event Center or you know DBA Highmark Stadium. All right. Yeah, I didn't realize that there were four different entities that fell underneath of this purview. Yes. Yeah. So um, you know we're all tied together uh, with you know the pro team itself, and then the, the Development Academy, uh, you know, has been around for you know close to a decade now, and has just grown leaps and bounds. Uh, Eight hundred participants in the team model. Close to 5,000 kids in the partner club program. Um, you know, that thing has just grown. Uh, we do our own food and beverage in-house um, and have our own concessions um, uh, business here uh, in, in this uh, place, and as well as the stadium itself, uh, not only as an event venue, but, uh, you know, the home of the, of the hounds. Yeah. I've, I've had some of the food at some of the different types of events, so uh, I can vouch. You guys do a good job there. Well, um, we're going to talk here a little bit later on, I think, about, uh, you know, some, some things coming up. and. Uh, we're going to do some, some new, fresh ideas for next year, and I'll, I'll discuss some of those later on. Oh, man, so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what is your favorite part about, you know, your, your general everyday duties? So I think one of the great things is uh, every day is different, uh, especially controlling four entities, um, all the employees uh, here, you know, reporting back to me. Um, I get to see different points of view every day. 
Um, a lot of these guys here, uh, you know, men and women here, teach me as many things as I can teach them every day. Um, so the mundane is not here, uh, you know, so <laughs> yeah, it's you, a different challenge every day. You never look bored when I see you. I'm too busy to be bored, you know, so. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's great. It's, um, it's, it's very time consuming, but I wouldn't change a, a minute of it. It's, it's great. What would you say your, your biggest challenge is or, or a difficulty that you face on a regular basis? I think it's the time itself. I mean, you know, once again, uh, running the, the, the four entities and having um, a full staff um, and, and all the staff reporting back to you and having all these different facets going on from the, the season starting to having events to, you know, the Development Academy having different things. Like today I was at the sub-in for gym class at Brashear High School. Um, oh, okay. You know, a program that we're doing with the with the RDA. Um, I, I could talk about that a little bit more. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Depth. I love seeing all of the the tweets that come out and all the kids. Like, it really seems like they enjoy having you guys show up at those those yeah. gym sessions. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a great thing. We've um, we've really kind of tested it out, and um, I think around twelve schools, ten to twelve schools right now, to where um, we'll go in for the day and we'll sub in for the uh, for the gym teacher. And um, we'll have academy coaches as well as um, professional players um, will attend, and they'll actually coach the, uh, or excuse me, teach the gym class for the day uh, for the gym teacher. Kids love it. Um, you know, ninety percent of them. You always get a couple <laughs> kids that are <laughs> going to scoff at whatever, but it overall has just, it's just been so well received, and um, it's starting to get more traction here in the city. And we're trying to work more with the, the Pittsburgh uh, public school system and, and making this a. Uh, you know, some sort of um, program or curriculum that may be in their schools. Um, a lot of these underdeveloped um, communities have never been exposed to soccer. Yeah. And, you know, there are kids out there that, um, you know, would love to play the sport and would love to get to know it, but just have never been exposed to it. This gives them an opportunity, um, as well as, you know, down the road can give us an opportunity and maybe see some of those diamonds in the rough that don't have a chance to, to get out and play soccer. and. You know, maybe when, when things get to moving, our nonprofit can help uh, fund uh, some, some Riverhounds uh, uh, RDA scholarships. So it's, that program's been great. So Yeah, I would love to see some of that, that homegrown stuff, the homegrown talent developing, not only here, but like across the country, obviously. It's, I think it's a big deal to, to get those kids and, and see them and say, hey, you've got this skill. Do you want to develop and give them opportunities? I think it's really nice that you guys do that kind of thing. Yeah, but I think overall, uh, you know, just being able to, to get out in front of these kids and, and just show a new perspective they've never seen, I think is wonderful. Um, but I, getting back to what you're asking about, you know, some of the uh, maybe difficulties or, or, or problems yeah. that I'd face. And at the end of the day, like I said, it's time and, um, Having an entire, you know, an entire uh, business to run, as well as having uh, Jacks, a four-year-old, and Juliana, a one-year-old at <laughs> home, uh, you know, can can be a little tough. But you know, my family is 100% invested in in what I'm doing here. So you know, uh, we, we do this as a family, and, and they spend a lot of time here as well. So I wouldn't once again, I wouldn't take a, a minute of it back. So we definitely see Jacks running around some of the time. He's adorable. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> He's um, ornery. He's ornery. And I love that's him. how he should be. Yeah, you got to keep you in line somehow. <laughs> right. <laughs> so how do you balance the Riverhounds play schedule with the additional activities that I know that you guys have at the stadium? So balance is the is the perfect word. It's a balancing act. Um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we bid on events throughout the off season, uh, but a lot of that is dictated on what the Hound schedule is going to be. Mm -hmm. 
So if we have an event that we think is going to be you know, large enough or, 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 or will, will be well received, we'll put in blackout dates when we go to put our schedule in for the, for the season um, and say, listen, we need these weekends definitively. Right. Um, if we already know ahead of time but as of right now you know i have so many concerts out for bid and so many different things out there that could still come to fruition that um i still have to work around those uh you know those dates and our schedule was very favorable for our team this year um we have a number of uh, uh months in a row that we have three home games yeah um it's going to make it a little tougher on our on our event schedules um, but uh, we're, we've worked around it in these past few years and have been able to continue to have more and more different events down here, and I think we'll be able to continue to do that. So, Yeah, I think that the, uh, the number of months where we have three games at home, it's because we're pushing back our home opener. Mm -hmm. I know you like the cold, but i got to say I'm pretty, pretty excited to not be playing the third weekend in March. Yeah, I think everybody's excited. Um, I talked to Bob, and he's... You know, he, he is willing to go on the road, obviously, for the first few months and, and get that warm weather and try to make it a more conducive environment for not only the players here at the beginning of the season, but also the fans. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a tough stretch for him at the beginning. Um, but, you know, if anybody's up for it, he is. And, uh, you know, I think we'll be just fine. But, you know, pushing, uh, stretching the season out, you know, a little bit as well this year, um, kind of change things up. And, you know, the schedule overall, no weekday games. Uh, here other than the 4th of July game this year. Obviously. But, yeah, I think that falls on a Thursday. But outside of that, we don't have a weekday game, which I think benefits us, um, even though we have a little bit of a longer schedule. So. so how does the balancing act work with the playoff schedule? Because there's a lot unknown for a lot of the season, whether we're going to be in the playoffs, if we're going to have a home game. Yeah. Like, how do, you, how do you manage that kind of situation? So the Hounds take precedence. Mm -hmm. I'll black out those dates from any other events, um, hoping um, and uh, hoping and, 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 and wishing that we have a home playoff game. I want a home playoff game right. you know, every <laughs> damn week from October through November. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, now, especially with our success from last year and having our first ever home playoff game here, uh, you know, we expect that. And it's, it's more of a um, it's more of a realistic goal to have those dates uh, blocked out and ready to go. Um, and if I have to sacrifice some events to have some home playoff games, I'm going to do it every time. So. All right. Well, I mean, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think everyone is well aware of uh, the Tree of Life shooting that happened here in Pittsburgh and all of the events that happened and how the community came together and the Hounds and Highmark Stadium got involved with Peace on the Pitch. I think that was a really amazing event. Can you tell me more about what the decision went behind that and how it came together? Yeah. Well, first off, uh, my heart goes out to those who are affected by the incident. Um, it was a horrible tragedy, and I think we need to remind ourselves uh, of these events and never forget them. Uh, we become callous over time, um, and we either tend to not be affected by events after a while or um, they don't directly affect us like this did in Squirrel Hill and yeah. in the Pittsburgh uh, community. Um, I think it's a crucial time for our country, um, for our state, and for our city. And I think now more than ever is a time for unity and not division. So, you know, with all of that said, um, after the event happened, uh, as a staff, we collectively met um, to talk about it. You know, um, it, it hit home. And, you know, not to pre prep anything and, and get any sort of... Uh, 
event started. We just wanted to talk and say, you know, how's this affect you? How is everybody? Is everyone okay? And it turned, the conversation turned into how can we help? Yeah. And, um, you know, everybody kind of right away agreed that, you know, soccer is like a globally unifying sport. Um, it brings people of all different cultures together. And what better way than to have some sort of um, fundraiser that would be uh, that would be focused on you know the game of soccer. So at that point, we only had roughly around I think it was two and a half weeks to get it together. It was not long at all. No. <laughs> so um, we basically shuffled or, or pushed everything else to the side for two and a half weeks, and uh, everybody across the entire building. Uh, focused in on you know bringing in sponsors, getting um, you know T-shirts printed, getting um, raffle items, um, figuring out who's going to do what logistically, um, and you know what it uh, it was a cluster for two weeks, two and a half weeks, <laughs> but the product came out really good, and um, everybody you know who participated, there were 65 teams I think that came down and, and participated in the little you know kind of ad lib tournament. Um, I mean it went off great and. At the end of the day, um, it, in about four hours on, uh, on that uh, Saturday, it was a Sunday. Um, I don't know. I, well, I, either or. Listen, I ran too much that day. I'm yeah. blocking it from my memory. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but in, in a little over four hours, we raised uh, roughly around $25,000 um, that went to um, the Jewish Federation uh, of Pittsburgh as well as um, the uh, first responders, um, the Department of Public Safety um, for Pittsburgh. So. You know, we are extremely proud that we were able to, you know, get this together and put that event on, but we're more proud that we could, you know, help and, and, and you know, be part of, of that, so. Yeah, it was incredibly impressive to see the people who were here and the fun that was have it being had, the camaraderie, like everyone knew they were there for, because a sad event had occurred, but no one was depressed or upset that they had to be there like everyone was really excited to participate yeah, and it, yeah. w it was a great time like I make jokes about running because I don't but <laughs> it was nice to get you know see everyone out on the field and see different age groups you yeah. know to, to have the kids just pummel our team it was yeah. just delightful <laughs> well, it, it, it was it was a celebration of life more than anything you know I mean we we paid uh, we paid homage and uh you know, had remembrance for, for the, the tragedy and for the, the, the folks involved. I mean, that's, that's horrible, and, and no one wants to relive that on a regular basis. But at the same time, um, you got to remember it, but also you want to celebrate the life that's around you as well. And um, we had, you know, kids from U8 um, the whole way up to, you know, people that were 40, 50 years old playing and um, from all different races and backgrounds, color, creed. Um, I mean, it was just phenomenal to see everyone just kind of be on the same page, and there was such a, a great vibe inside the stadium that day. Uh, it, it just, I couldn't ask for anything better than that day. So, Not that we want any more tragic events. Um, instead, maybe thinking to picking a charity or doing something like this in the future with, with a specific uh, charity in mind. Have you thought about that at all? I know it was mentioned by quite a few groups and, you know, by the Steel Army and Mongols. We thought that this was just such an amazing thing and an amazing venue. Yeah, so we do um, behind the scenes a number of fundraising events throughout the year, um, and we'll continue to do those. But I think with the way that things went there, uh, we would definitely continue to do something on a yearly basis. Um, I don't know if it'll be the exact same theme. Um, we may try to change it up, but or maybe that was a great theme. Um, I don't know, we haven't quite decided yet and nailed it down, but we're definitely gonna to continue to do something on a yearly basis, so. I think that's fantastic. Like getting everyone, just 
being on the field is a totally different experience than being here on game night. Yeah, like yeah. playing on the field and kicking the ball, like it was a totally different thing. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so we are sort of looking at the field, kind <laughs> yeah. of. But uh, so new turf, we've heard some rumors. Is, uh, is this on the agenda, not on the agenda? So we have all intentions uh, right now of installing new turf. Um, Tideline, or timeline, excuse me, hasn't been quite uh, uh, nailed down yet. But, um, you know, we have a number, number of other factors in place uh, that are kind of hinging. So we're, we're kind of waiting for that. But, you know, the shorter the window that you have to do these types of things obviously kind of hinder being able to get them done. But I think that... You know, we'll be able to get it done before the season starts. Does the Pittsburgh winter and the very long season make it harder to fit that into to the schedule that you have? No, not really. I mean, you know, we we could do it at any time of the year because okay. I mean, really, you're. I have no idea how they're installed. So. Well, you're already graded here. You're 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 good to go on on your your levelness okay. of the of the surface. Um, so really, I mean, you're just just going to tear this turf up and have to reinstall new turf and lay rubber. So. Um, Starting from you know digging the ground up is a little different. It takes a little longer, um, so it'd be a shorter period. Um, the window um, between you know the, the off season uh, shouldn't really affect us and things like that. But um, yeah, a shorter window always affects you in getting you know improvements, stadium improvements done. But um, I think we should be able to get it done in a few weeks once we get it started. Okay, so do you have vendors coming in and dropping off samples for you to walk around on and, yeah, and, Bob and Tuffy, get your toes in? Yeah, Bob and Tuffy have been dealing with that. You know, it's Bob's, it's Bob's surface. You know, at the end of the day, let's put it that way. Yeah. He's, he's the he's the um, the general out there. He's the 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 turf commander. You can call him. So <laughs> new nicknames. <laughs> yeah, the turf commander, right? So, uh, you know, the two of them have been back and forth with vendors and have been working with them. Uh, so. You know, that's, that's our intent right now. Um, you know, we really want to see that happen before the beginning of the season. Uh, and, you know, that's our goal. Let's put it that way. So, um, so are there any other changes to the stadium that uh, on your agenda to-do list so uh, we might look out for? Just small changes. Uh, you know, we've already put those stands in uh, mm -hmm. that we required and got our seating requirements uh, together. Um, you'll see small changes around the stadium, not a ton. Um, there will be some big announcements, though, on the horizon that yeah. uh, you know we'll discuss a little later down the road. <laughs> <laughs> um, no exclusives today, guys. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'll give you a couple. So, oh, yes. Um, you'll see some uh, game day changes. Uh, we're continually trying to improve our uh, fan experience. And uh, I've had a lot of folks um, come to me and, and ask questions, uh, mainly from the media, about how we focused um, a lot on the fan experience over the past few years and have changed that up. Yeah. Um, so a couple things uh, to be on the lookout for. So there'll be a number of other points of sale um, with much more variety. So we're going to change some things up. We're going to have some uh, maybe some fresher items on our menu. Uh, we'll have a lot of a, a, a larger beer uh, selection. Okay. Um, with some IPAs so that have been asked for a lot. Um, You're getting so fancy on me. I'm telling you, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, the Riverside seating, uh, we are. Uh, flirting with the idea of having a delivery service, so they can uh, you know order um, via a, uh, a a wait staff, okay. uh, somebody uh, on a wait staff, and then we'll have somebody running back and forth beer and food. So that's going to be part of the um, you know a package to purchase the um, the field level seats. Um, we're working on you know the 
having the technology to be able to do that right now. Um, there are some things that we have to work through on that, but I think it's attainable, and I think it's going to be something attractive to help fill those seats down there. Right. Um, and you had to put a wall in front of them, right? Yeah, the wall's up now. Okay. I mean, it was there for the playoff game. Um, so uh, those will be just a number of field boards that will be there. So uh, there's plenty of room for everybody to walk in and out. And, uh, you know, the, we still have the sidewalk behind um, that, you know, whoever would be serving could walk, uh, you know, up and down the aisle. Um, we'll have a lot more people hawking beer around the stadium uh, next year. So you won't have to get up out of your seat too much. <laughs> Dear Steel Army, please rejoice. <laughs> right. <laughs> and... Um, we have a real big uh, beer announcement to come uh, that you will hear uh, very, very soon. A uh, very, right. very exciting announcement that we're, we're completely uh, ecstatic, ecstatic about. So You guys can see his face. There's so much smiling happening right now. He's definitely <laughs> excited about this announcement. Beer and beer makes me smile, right? <laughs> beer makes the world go around some days. Yes, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you had a magic wand and you could change one thing, what would be your one thing that you would change for the stadium or your experience here? So it's no secret that we're in tight quarters, right? Um, it's an intimate setting, right? It makes it an intimate setting. Yeah. And it's probably the most beautiful setting in the city in my mind. Uh, but as we grow and we are growing, uh, it's tough for this place to grow with us. Uh, we're limited to, you know, I mentioned in the, in the last question, our points of sale. Um, you know, I want to have everyone I want to get everyone to have an opportunity to buy a beer or to right. get a sandwich. I don't want you to have to stand in long lines. Look, granted, you go to any stadium in the city, generally you're going to stand in lines, right? But I want to shorten those lines. I want to be able to provide you know, people with that experience, that fan experience. Um, and sometimes this environment isn't conducive to that because it's so tight. But um, you know, we make it work here, and we're going to continue to make it work. Um, and we're going to be here uh, for, for quite some time. Um, I mean, that's good because we like the view, we like how we get here, we all know our routes, and uh, 4th of July is the most amazing thing here at the stadium. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's, it's the game of the year outside of the playoff game that we had here this past year, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's just a, a fun experience, and it's packed house, and you get to sit and watch the fireworks if you want to go on the field. I mean... Do you, you circle that it. date when you're doing schedule and be like, we yeah, have yeah. to have this game? Yeah, we, they've given it to us every single year since yeah. we've been here. So, you know, I, listen, it'd be a great problem uh, for us to grow so large that we had to find a new home um, or had to build a new home. Yeah. That'd be a great problem to have. And I'm, believe me, I'm not going to uh, shed a tear if that problem, you know, <laughs> comes to us. But, but at the same token, um, you know, everybody has an attachment to this place. Right. It's, um, it's, it's, it's Tom Mark Stadium, man. You know, it's, it's. It's beautiful and it's when it's, soccer came downtown. That's it, man. So it's uh, you know it, it has a place in everybody's heart. So, uh, so to wrap this up, I want to talk about um, some of the events that you've had previously. So I attended uh, Punk and Drublick, yes, and it was amazing. It was so well laid out. Like we did the VIP tickets. Yeah, totally worth it. All of the vendors were super nice. We got to try a bunch of things, and then the concert was just. It was amazing, and, and the way that the fans interacted with each other, like, I had a great time. Um, is that going to be returning to the stadium? Yeah. Can you give us any other announcements of things that you know are coming to I the can stadium give you some this updates. year? Yeah, yeah. All right. So first off, uh, I'm not going to mention who the local um, source was, but someone actually blasted us at that event for everything that was done wrong. Oh. <laughs> when in my mind, I thought that it was just a great layout, like you said, and it was a, 
a very, you know. Yeah, I thought it was wonderful. The only problem I saw was nobody brought enough sunscreen. Yeah. Nobody. There were so many burned people. Yes. I may have been carrying around sunscreen. I'm like, can I can I spray you with this? Yeah, just just right. come here. So that that was my big problem. No one brought their own sunscreen. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, there were. Listen. Um, I thought everything went great, and um, we we worked very well with SGE. It's um, a group out of California that actually brought that here. Um, but you know, everybody who was here, I got nothing but great feedback on it. Everyone loved it, and so they Good. had a great time. Um, but SGE loved it so much that they want to do four more festivals this upcoming year. Wow. Um, so we had some date changes originally than what we were going to do uh, with them. So we're working on that right now. Um, I'm hoping that all four can still, you know, come into play. Uh, if they can't, we're still going to do something with them. And, and Punkajubik was one of those. So, uh, you know, that would be on the docket. And we would try for a, um, a rock or metal um, beer festival as well as a country beer festival. There you go. Um, and then one more to be discussed. But um, that was our original conversation with them, and um, they, you know, they loved being here and, and want to continue to come back. Um, I have um, I think eight to ten concerts out for bid right now um, with uh, with different folks. So you know, any of those could hit at any time. So we could add on and have anywhere from four to eight concerts. Um, I'm uh, getting ready to meet next week about a couple other festivals as well. So. Um, right now is a time where we're kind of solidifying our um, event schedule for the year um, through January, I'd say, into February, and then really be able to put some things on the calendar for, for the entire year. So, But um, I can guarantee there'll be a number of concerts down here this year for sure. So if we're looking to make sure that we get all of those announcements, do we just follow, like, at Highmark Stadium on Twitter? Yeah, What's so the best way to make sure we don't miss that announcement? So at Highmark Stadium, um, and then also um, highmarkstadium.com, uh, are the two uh, uh, best outlets to check. I have a pretty much a, a revamped uh, media and communications team. Okay. Um, Anthony uh, Meyer, uh, who was with us, uh, actually moved on to the uh, Kansas City Royals, uh, and good for him. Uh, but with that, um, I was able to kind of revamp it. Um, we have uh, a new uh, media uh, director. I have a, um, a social director. Um, I have a new creative designer and uh, another one of my guys is stepping up and doing uh, some more uh, video content. So you're going to see even more and more content than we've ever had for the Hounds. But also the Highmark Stadium uh, forum is going to now be a little more prevalent. Okay, uh, you're yeah. going to see a lot more from the website. You're going to see a lot more on social media. And I'm hiring, uh, hiring an event coordinator, or excuse me, an event salesperson um, who is going to actually get out and sell the venue more and more. So. Um, we're so, trying to really, you know, pick things up on the Highmark Stadium side. Um, sure. Everyone know. needs to know about the stadium. Yeah. And then they can learn about the Hounds. Well, or and vice then, versa. You know, people yeah. have learned about, the, you know, the stadium from the Hounds. So I think that, um, you know, the, the stadium and the Hounds are, are, are two in one. You know, they're tied together and, um, you know, bringing new fans down here. And then they find out we have other events or fans that come down here for other events have come to soccer games. So. I think it's um it, it's a win-win for both uh, sides um, that we got to keep continuing to press. Um, I, I think we're both on the, the right path, um, and and I look for big things over the next year or two. So. Is there anything else you wanna you wanna throw at us before we wrap up this delightful meeting that we've just had? I don't think so. I think you uh, grilled me long <laughs> enough. <laughs> we got to make sure you answer all the hard questions. Nah, this is this is uh, cake. This is cake work here. So. <laughs> Now, I, um, like I said, I'm just happy to, to talk with you guys. Um, you know, I love you and uh, the Mongols, and I like how you guys, uh, you know, have been behind us and support us. And 
you know, uh, it's, a, it's a partnership, and we just want to continue to uh, do what we can on our end and, and, and support you guys as well. So. Oh, yeah, we definitely love having, you know, you are so accessible and willing to talk to us and, you know, lead us in the right direction so that we can, you know, make our production better and get some answers to the fans and just having you guys, like, be another outlet for you guys is really nice. So yeah. I appreciate you being available today. Not a problem. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. You too.